everyone. Welcome back. Um, this is Johnny with EFMP Family Support here at Offit Air Force Base. And today I'm speaking with Justin Doherty from Autism Action Partnership. And Justin, why don't you tell us a little bit about what Autism Action Partnership is and how you guys serve our community? Uh, I'd be happy to. Thanks for the opportunity. Uh, Autism Action Partnership, we are a nonprofit uh, serving the state of Nebraska. And um, a brief history, our organization started off as a, as a foundation, actually. Our founders are the parents of four children, two of which have autism. And um, they are in their late 20s, early 30s now, the two, the two of the children with autism. And uh, they quickly realized, once their children were diagnosed, that the, there weren't a lot of services um, there were limited services and a uh, limited breadth of services. So not a lot of people doing it and a lot, a lot of opportunities. So, um, they, uh, quickly that became a mission of theirs is to help, help the community grow the, both the professional development as well as the number of professionals doing it. So, um, started off as a foundation and in 2007, so about maybe the nineties, it started off as a foundation in 2007, we became a nonprofit, a 501c3 nonprofit autism action partnership. Uh, and you know, for, <clears throat> since that time been serving the community um our, our three primary focus areas we are we title them support inclusion and prosperity um and so our support programming really is um if you don't if you if you're trying to figure out answers to questions or you're trying to figure out what questions to even ask we're here to help we uh we have parents who come from out of state and they're trying to figure out what resources are available we have parents who got a diagnosis and were handed a binder and are trying to figure out what just happened to their life and what it means. Um, we have a, a volunteer guild uh, that that is uh, provides a lot of that insight and support, that kind of mentoring and peer mentoring. So um, someone will call and say, I've got a five-year-old in this school district. We're trying to figure these things out. And based on some of the, the interaction between us, our staff, and that individual, we can identify usually one or two guild members uh, that we think who is a, a parent who's experienced this or is currently experiencing that and help connect. And, and we have learned from our guild members and so many of the families, um, you know, your, your support network changes, or the impact of your support network changes when you have a diagnosis in your family and everybody you live with and love don't, aren't walking that path and the importance of being able to talk to someone who's walking that path. Right. Um, in addition to that, we have um, a couple of safety programs. We work with the Omaha police on uh, uh, Project Lifesaver and um, Big Red Safety Boxes to ensure um, the safety of individuals with autism, especially those who have a propensity to elope. Uh, so run away from a safe place to somewhere else so they have a, an urge uh, to go elsewhere. Uh, for inclusion, that's really all of our programming. Uh, it happens within schools, it happens within the community. Um, any sort of opportunity to uh, create for individuals with autism and their families to experience everything else that um, everyone else gets to experience. So whether that's a, a night at the zoo with our Making Memory events, um, whether it's uh, participating in programming within the school systems, our Circle of Friends programs, pretty widely known, uh, which happens inside of elementary, middle, and high schools, um, as well as us offering inclusive services and education to businesses to help either them better serve their employees um, and or the customers walking through their door in a more sensory friendly manner. And then our final bucket, Prosperity, um, is uh, our, currently is our, it's Prosper Workforce Services. So it's a workforce development program targeting um, individuals who have completed high school and or beyond uh, with autism 
and trying to connect them with uh, employment opportunities in businesses that um, provide the right environment for them to thrive and that match the skill set of the individual. You guys are very busy. We are busy, yes. I know that we're so grateful to have you guys in our community. Even though we serve most of our military community, um, I think that we have a lot of families that are moving further and further away from Offit. Mm-hmm. And so I know that some of them in those more rural areas, mm-hmm. um, I know that they have relied on your website and some of the services that you guys offer a whole lot. Yeah, uh, yes, we, we we do. And I will say we're also proud members of a, of a, of a community of uh, many wonderful organizations that um, we all kind of lift together and try to try to figure out where the gaps are, who's who's working on those and who where we have big enough gaps where all of us need to work on those. So um, there's it's a it's, there's a we here, not an I when we're trying to provide to support to the families that we serve. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so on the average week or month, how many families do you guys believe you serve? Um, it, that varies. I mean, we, if, I, if it's a week where we're doing our, if we, we will rent out the Omaha Zoo twice a year. So it is, it is ours, um, and, uh, only for the families with autism. So that's hundreds of families in one night. Um, and then with our, uh, our project lifesaver, we've got a number of families. So we manage the program. We enroll families. We get all the information into a database. That the police then are able to use if, if the loved one is missing, they give them the Project Lifesaver code. They go into the database and they pull up all the information about the individual, the picture, and all those things. So we've got 39 or 40 individuals that wear those wearable technology today in the city of Omaha that we manage. And then we have to do battery changes and update information on a regular basis. So a long way of saying um, it could, depending on the week, uh, it could be tens, it could be twenties, it could be hundreds. Um, And and the kind of intensity in which we do it with our Prosper Workforce Program, we could be working hours and hours and hours a week with one person who's Mm -hmm. just begin a new job and we're onboarding, or it could be a 20 minute phone call with them or their manager, making sure everything's still going well. Yeah. So ebbs and flows. It does. It yeah. does. I think we see the same thing about our line of work. You know, it just depends on when um, our families are PCSing. The summer is a pretty high peak season for mm-hmm. PCSing in between school years. Uh, it starts to kind of die off a little bit closer to the holidays time frame. Mm-hmm. And so we, we have the exact same kind of uh, feel based on yep. what's going on in our community. Right. And, and things of that nature. Um, now, I know you gave us just a quick overview mm-hmm. of Project Lifesaver. Yes. Um, but if, would you mind giving us a little bit more information about Certainly. the Big Red Safety Box as well? Absolutely. Uh, so the Big Red Safety Box is um, it's, it's literally a red box. Uh, it's it's um, the National Autism Association. It's their, it's their product. We worked with a, a local donor here to... Um, um, purchase a significant amount of them and are giving them away for free. Um, but even since that time, we did it a couple years ago, we still have some remaining, but um, now they also have a federal grant that they're able to give them away for free. So then we become a conduit to make sure people are, are getting them. But the, the, the box itself, it's, um, it, there's a couple components. There are um, stop signs that you can put on doors, windows, um, a couple um, uh, alarms so that if it, the separating alarms. So if it, you put on each side of a door for a door and a door frame, if it separates, it makes a noise. If you turn it on, um, but the, I would believe is one of the more important pieces. Is it's a it's a booklet on all of the questions and activities and behaviors uh, parents and loved ones should engage in if they have a loved one who has a propensity for leaving. Mm-hmm. Right. And so we have plenty of stories of, of families doing um, 
Herculean tasks of trying to keep their five-year-old from leaving in the middle of the night. And again, they're not leaving because they, they're not running away. This was, we were always clear of that. They're not running away from something. They're usually running towards something. It's the playground. It's the railroad tracks. It's the pool. Um, and many of those things are dangerous, and that's why they want there, because they've been told they can't, right? And so it becomes the only thing you want. Um, and so uh, the, the, it's a kit that basically helps um, get a family to a, to a certain place of, of feeling a level of comfort. And then if you can't answer some of these questions, start to figure out how you can. So um, find the nearest fire station. What's the nearest police station? Can you introduce your loved one to them? Make sure they know who they are, where you live, that you've got an individual with autism living at the house who's, who might be wandering the streets at, at three in the morning. Please know who they are and know where they go um, and those types of things. So it's, it's, it, some of it's um, tools and some of it's information, but the overall goal is to help uh, the family feel in a, like they have a better um, in a better situation to to create an environment that they're able can thrive in and be safe. In. Did you guys see an influx or an increase in demand for those big red safety boxes after that young boy went missing? Um, uh, absolutely, um, uh, the, that and the Project Lifesaver um, wearable wearables as well. Mm -hmm. uh, our project lifesaver almost doubled and we're still, we're still working through the log. So, yeah. um, a lot of families called and said, we've kind of been on the fence about this. And then you see the news and you're like, I don't want us to be on the news. So let's at least try it. Um, big red safety box is absolutely the same thing. And also secondary. So we partners will call us and say, we're at the school or the police has, uh, events, the police have events where they hand those out. And so we had an influx of partners calling, um, saying, um, we're getting uh, the people who got it from us last time want more or different or something. And so, um, yes, absolutely. Yeah. And in speaking with uh, big red safety box folks, the NAA, uh, they said, I contacted them and said, Hey, we're getting a surge. And they're like, unfortunately this, this is the call we get regularly. A community is now more aware. Families are more aware and they're looking for resources. Yeah. And so it's, it's nice to be able to answer, right? We have an answer. They like call it's, uh, as much as you don't want that situation to exist, yeah. it does. And we actually have something that we offer, a couple things we can offer to families, which just feels a good reason to wake up every day, right? Right, yeah. right. It, it does mm -hmm. feel good to be able to say, okay, we have something that, that could possibly help you through this. Right. Um, being able to say, yeah, come on down and grab a safety box before the front desk for you, or come in next week and we can do an enrollment for Project Lifesaver. It was in the kind of a dark, dark, sad time, it was nice to nice to be able to say, yes, we have an answer. Yeah, yeah. And immediate. Right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, just giving them that education, too. Like, this is what it does. You know, it's we talked to some of our families about it, and they were, you know, they were receptive. And we encouraged them to come up and pick one up. But I think that, you know, we had several families kind of come up and, and say, you know, um, what can you guys do or, or who do I talk to? Because I just have something, you know, because this is making me feel uneasy. It was always AAP. You got to go mm -hmm. talk to those folks because you guys are the only agency I know of that offers the big rig safety box here in the Omaha area, unless I'm wrong. Uh, I believe that is accurate. And okay. those those other groups that do... Um, again, through the blessings of a donor who said, we want to make these available. So they used to be five or eight bucks or twelve dollars you had to pay for shipping. Um, and so families, that's that, that can be a decision point for families. Is, is it worth that amount of money if they've got other bills and people who are going through all the therapies know how much all that stuff costs. So um, they said, we don't want that to ever be a factor. We want every every family that wants one should be able to get one. So. Um, 
we got we bought a thousand of them um, a few years ago. Um, oh, wow. And at a at a big party where we put them all together and um, have been have been living on those for a while now. They're we're getting pretty low now. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Again, that surge that we just had. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's really, really great. Yep. Um, so I know that, you know, we're coming into uh, the fall of 2021, but COVID is still a big topic. And mm -hmm. I know that when, when we were first told that it was time for us to shut it down and start working from home, um, a lot of us felt like, what is that going to look like? What do you mean we're working from home? We're a customer service agency. Right. You know, our job is to work directly with those families. And so we had to make a lot of changes and uh, make a couple of pivots in mm -hmm. our in our methods of helping our families. Um, what about you? What did uh, Autism Action Partnership do and what kind of changes did you guys make uh, based on, you know, the COVID restrictions? Right. The first thing we did is we had taken inventory of our of our strategic plan of like every okay so it's what February or March you know they always think of St. Patty's Day of 2021 as kind of locally here is when it was like okay mm -hmm. things are shutting down um, so what do we have planned what's going on right this inventory kind of a self evaluation of our organization um, uh, all sorts of things right uh, operations we'll say. Uh, I would say within a few days I had at least two board members call and say what are we doing different for families, right? Which I'm blessed to say my mm -hmm. board members aren't saying, you know, are you making sure we got money and the lights on and like, how's this going to impact fundraising and all sorts of stuff, which is all real. They said, all of the families are experiencing this as well. What are we doing? Cause we don't, we don't have something right now done. Right. So for us, we immediately put into play, uh, we did like a fundraiser and 100% of the funds that we raised went towards families. So um, families answered like three or five, three to five questions about how they were financially negatively impacted by a layoff or having to buy supplies for home because the schools were shutting down or not accessing some of the technology that they needed for like iPads or things like that when they were doing therapy interventions. And uh, quick, we believe, you know, less than five minutes, Survey Monkey hit submit, and then we would have uh, our staff and a few volunteers review it, and we were able to get $48,000 out across the state of Nebraska. Again, 100% of that was raised. We had um, a young man with autism. He had a fundraiser uh, for the entire month of April uh, where he was raising money on our on our behalf. All the 100% of it went to us, and then we didn't take any admin or anything. And, and so that was our uh, pandemic response fund. Uh, and then um, uh, one more thing about what specific um, to pandemic, and then I'll, I'll answer the specific question about our kind of an evolution of our services. Um, knowing, again, with our guild, with our board members, who many of them are parents themselves, their access to so many services comes through the school system. That's their, that's a point of entry. It's whether it's speech pathology or special ed services. Um, and then the medical community, where it's the OT and PT, and they are, you know, they're shutting down or, or limiting services and it's, you know, it's um, emergency services only, right? So the two primary means in which they're getting, so we start getting phone calls about individuals losing access, having limited access, and then families are seeing regression in their loved one, right? Um, and then for those of you listening who are in the autism world, you know that a change in routine is, it can, uh, rocks a boat significantly and not having a black and white answer. And as you all recall, we did not have answers to any of the questions, even for ourselves. So our families were struggling. And then social isolation, 
right? And so all of this stuff is like, if you could put together some ingredients, like unless you had like flashing lights and loud noises, you could pretty much, this is a pretty, is about as bad as it can get for what you want to say for someone uh, when you're, when you're uh, with autism. So we decided to put together activity kits. And so we put out a, with the, through our network, a, a couple feelers for, with some experts about if you could put together an activity kit for families, for fine motor skills, gross motor, for speech, for education, for play, um, um, social engagement, something, what would you do? And so they all answered these questions and we found that because like family feud, like the most answered, most, uh, the highest answered question, the answer was, you know, a dry erase board with markers. So you could do so many different things with it, right? Um, Play-Doh, clay, this other different things. And so we put together three different activity kits um, three, there was, that had about 60% of the same exact items in it. And then each of them at 40% was, was unique. And then we put um, uh, instructions and information about what to do with the items. And then we actually made videos of some of those activities happening. And there can be fun kind of camp kind of activities of just arts and crafts, but these are like BCBAs and therapists who are creating these things. This is fine motor. It's let's tell a story. And, you know, you're talking about social skills and, and imagination and things like that. So, uh, and then we began uh, making it there free, no cost to families. We made over a thousand of them and we got to last I, last I knew, and we, we still have a few left. I think we got about 20 left that we have 125 of them. Um, we got to like 92% of counties in Nebraska. So we have like 84 counties-ish in Nebraska, and we got to 92% of those counties. So a family did. So we we drove 300 to Kearney, and then we had. And these are all. This is not AAP. We did a lot of it, but then all of our partners took over. So we bring 50 to this place. We brought 300 to Kearney, and then they were a hub. And we found that people would stop in Omaha for something or another, and they'd swing by, and we'd fill their trunk, and they'd take them. And so um, that was again back to the board member saying what are we the families are struggling what are we doing let's do something and so and other board members were like what about this idea this is what i would love let's do it well thank you so much justin i really do appreciate you taking the time and sharing all the great things that autism action partnership is doing for our community um, and for our listeners, if you do want to contact uh, Autism Action Partnership, their contact information, including their website, is going to be in the description of this podcast. Thank you and have a great day.